1: Hello, my name is Woody. This is Change in the House of Pods, a podcast about Deftones. That bad mamma jamma is Curse of the Serpent from Jesus Peace. My guest today is David Updike. He plays guitar in Jesus Peace, a band which you'll hear today almost all ride for Deftones. Not to be a name dropper, but initially I was talking to their vocalist, Aaron Hurd. And we exchanged a few texts and he was like, yo, you really need to talk to Dave. So I looked him up on the gram and I was like, yep, this is my guy. Uh, Dave's a super fun follow on Twitter and Instagram, by the way. I think you'll get an idea why as you listen today. He's got... Maybe the hottest take ever on one of the most popular Deftones songs. And we spend quite a bit of time talking about songwriting and recording, too. I'm always interested to hear what a musician has to say about those parts of the process. And Dave's not too far removed from it as Jesus' piece has finished their next album. Hopefully it won't be too long before we hear it. But uh, the first thing that caught my eye when I found Dave on Instagram was the big red white pony flag he's got hanging in his place. So that's where we begin my conversation with David Updike. I asked him about his Deftones merch.
2: Well, it's actually funny because I, uh, <clears throat> for the longest time, I didn't have any because they're kind of hard. Like new Deftones stuff, I don't like, uh, like like visually, for the most part. Like uh, Diamondized is kind of where I fall. Even with that stuff, I had like an old like Hot Topic Deftone. Like, what was it called? I figured it was Kono yokin or like, uh, or, or uh, Diamondized, whatever. But I had like a, you know, it's like Hot Topic. It was real thin, like kind of shitty, you know, obvious, like, like DTG and shit. Um, that I never wore. But then I would say like two or three years ago, I started like wanting it more, I guess. And I'll admit that most of it's like bootleg stuff, but I have like one like original Deftones stuff. But like, I just, I was never like a merch guy, but like this, the flag in the back, I was at some record store in some mall. I forget where it was. It wasn't near here, but anyways, like I was with uh, Lewis who drums in Jesus Peace and John and think somebody else but uh we lose his girlfriend or something but um they had this hanging up and they were like originally Lewis was like I wonder like how much it is or whatever and um uh, like he was kind of iffy on it and then that turned out to be the last one and I asked about it. I asked for it and I ended up getting it but he got other shirts, But yeah so I got that um I have like like probably like five shirts. I don't have any records or like CDs or anything. It's weird like I'm not like a not like a, a physical media guy, in in certain senses. Like like another thing, I I love Apex Twins. So like I'll have I get a few like collectibles with that, but I feel like that's a little more exclusive. Whereas Deftones, it's like I would love an original like the eight ball shit or like the uh, like the karate shirt. You know what I mean? But I just like I can't justify spending like a hundred bucks on it or whatever people want for it now and shit.
0: Somebody uh, put out. A bootleg of the, the, the karate shirt. And I was super yeah, I have, close. Yeah, I have, I have. Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah. I love that. I, I rocked that. I rocked that one to death when I was in college. And the other one that I've seen you wearing is the one where there are cartoons and like uh, Abe's at the end with the knife. And uh, it's got that, like um, the block lettering it's blue shirt. It's like a, a Navy blue oh. shirt. And it's got you, that's, you've got have, that, right? I
2: don't have that one, but, no? but Jesus piece made. Like a version of that like oh really six years or seven years ago for this is hardcore it wasn't like a def, like a, a pure rip but it was like in like it was definitely like aaron's homie made like a drawing of him and i was like oh we should just do it like this like that shirt so you know what i'm saying
0: do you have that shirt do you because no, i've don't. never seen that oh that's oh
2: oh, oh the the baby the... shirt. no i don't have that one either i'm trying to think if I can find a pic of it, if I can find a pic of it on, on video. But, um, yeah, no, that one is like a, a pretty similar. But I have the karate one. I have like two around the fur shirts. I have babe ball. I have a white pony. Like like I don't know if it's like a if they ever made it or if it's just someone. Just, but it's like the white pony has like a white line with the, You know, just like Almar. I have a hoodie that's just like that's like just a straight up like not even a boot. It's just the pony embroidered, really nice, and that's it. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I feel like, as I'm saying, it's like I have so many now that like, it's I could probably wear a Deftones shirt every day of the week. But I'm, same, I'm like...
0: same. <laughs> <laughs> and and so with the flag too, you said Lou was asking about the flag as well. He I mean, he's all also of,
2: all of us, literally every single, single member except for Ant, our bass player, loves Deftones. What's it's wrong true. with Ant,
0: man? What's wrong with Ant?
2: It's not hardcore. <laughs> it's not hardcore. Or weird, weird Al Yankovic, so he doesn't like it.
0: My kid loves uh, the Captain Underpants theme song, which is a Weird Al Yankovic song. Put you put Ant onto that one. Theme song. Yeah. Did yeah. they make? They
2: made. Is there like a movie now or something or a TV show?
0: I think there's. There was a, a movie with Kevin Hart as the, as the lead. One of the lead kids in Captain Underpants. Yeah, I, uh, that
2: was a book I grew up reading, but I didn't even know there was
0: like a video. Yeah, Weird Out, Weird Al. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun little song. I, I hear it at least two or three times a day. Uh, so the whole band, legit, Deftones fans. Is that like, was that something that you guys that something that brought to? Well, let's let's go back even further than that. When did you get into Deftones?
2: So that's actually a fun because when you asked me this, I was trying to think of like certain because like I messaged you I was like I don't know how much I can like I don't know because it's like I'm not like I would consider my one of my favorite bands of all time but like as far as like a fan goes it's like I'm not like an obsessive dude in a good way like like you know what I mean but like I'm not one of the like I just I can talk more about like the music and like kind of like that side of it versus like you know I guess what other fans, like you know, what Reddit people would maybe talk about, you know what I mean? Not like I said, this is not about saying about you. I'm just saying in general, it's like that's my <laughs> angle. And sometimes I get worried. I'm like, damn, like I like I said with merch and all this stuff. And like, because you have all this cool shit in your in the background, and I'm like, damn, I don't got, I don't have, like you know what I mean? And like, yeah, but
0: I'm a nerd. Like I'm like i fully fledged to yeah, self which, which,
2: which I think is sick because I mean Tones is worthy of that to me. You know what I mean? But like I just my personality with regardless of anything. You know what I mean? My favorite bands of all time. Like, well, other than being expensive. Also, I'm 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 listening. I'm just trying to find that shirt for you. But, oh, uh, sick. thanks. Oh, actually, here it is. If you can, I don't know if the oh I
1: can see it. Yeah.
2: There we go.
0: Oh, there it goes. Dude, that's
2: hard. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't even have one, but um yeah, 20, it was 2017. That's so but right. um yeah, so like <laughs> um but one of the things I was thinking about when you hit me up I was like you know the questions like when when or how I got into it and I so it's kind of funny I I wouldn't say I was a late bloomer because I got into them when I was a teenager but like when I when someone first showed me them I was like this I'm not this is whack like I don't really fuck with it because it like I don't know at the end of the day as much as we like them like when I hear people straight up talk shit. I'm like, okay, you're an idiot. But like, I can understand why someone wouldn't like them. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's kind of like, I mean, but I'm also pretty like, I don't know. Um, I don't know what the word is. I'm pretty understanding, I guess, when it comes to like people disliking shit. Like I'm a hater, but I hate, <laughs> I, I'm i a hater for fun. The real me, I understand why people don't like certain things. So anyways, I got, so someone showed me uh, or the script, actually I think this girl so long ago it doesn't even matter but so it showed it to me i was like this is kind of whack i think it was like right it was like a year or two before diamond eyes maybe maybe even 07 08 when i was 16 i was like 15 16 and at that point at that point also another thing too is i was really into like like getting into music like as being in hardcore and stuff i got into death metal first okay. and also before that like i you know metalcore and stuff for a second you know, my first, like the first, you know, Norma Jean, I was like dying, but slow, like my space, like, like my, this is mid two thousands. I like, I don't know if you remember, if you kind of, you were in this vibe, but like when I was that young, I like my, I was like, I need the most brutal, no singing fucked up shit ever. So like, that's why I love like death metal, like brutal, like brutal, like the crazy shit, a lot of technical stuff. But at that point in my life, I was like. The fuck is this like? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to hear singing and like, you know, whatever. I I would. I never was like whiny. Just it never clicked with me. But then, I think when Diamond Eyes came out, like it came out, they actually played. I grew up in the Poconos, but but I lived in Allentown for a while, and they actually played this place called Croc Rock, which at the time, for them, it was was only I think it was like a 1,200 cap venue, which is like which was tiny for them at the time. Because this was like when they just started playing shows. after you know the whole cheat when she she hadn't passed away yet, but you know they were playing shows again and all that stuff. Yeah, and it sold out in like a fucking millisecond, um. So I couldn't go, but that was kind of around that time, and I had a bunch of friends going, so I checked them out around that. It was like I said, it's kind of you know I don't remember that well, but sure. And yeah, it was like you know seven string like Diamond Eyes. I would say was the first record where. You know, Saturday Night Wrist kind of had a little bit of heaviness. You know, with uh Rats, Rats, and all that kind of shit. But like Diamond Eyes was when it like they they kind of got a little like like heavier. You know, and I was Gen- like,
0: I mean, it was genty. It was it's chunky yeah. gent. Like those those riffs are.
2: Yeah, but it's heavy. Like, I try to like not use that term too much because I mean it,
0: well, <laughs> people I hate it. People hate yeah. Gen-
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a dirty word. But it's a dirty word. <laughs> but like and I don't even I don't even hate that kind of shit. You I mean.
0: Me either. You know,
2: whatever, Michigan or whatever. But, um, yeah. you know, the whole eight string, seven string stuff, like I thought, you know, it, it, it's like, you know, it's not like choppy, you know. Da-na-na-na, da-na-na-na, you know what I mean? It's like, that's like my shit, you know what I mean? Because it's like even a parallel of like, I don't know, Pantera, like the kind of groove metal, but it's mm. like super low, yada yada, whatever. But uh, so, like, that's kind of, I would say like 16, 17, 2008, you know, Diamond Eyes era is when I like got into it. But, I mean, immediately I started, I looked up the other shit. But the last, I don't know if this is going to be a question I'm answering already. The last record I, like, fully, like, okay, I was like, okay, was Adrenaline, actually. Which is kind of funny, thinking about the idea of it being, like, their most, like, raw record. Which is, I guess, kind of what I would like the most. But that was the last record I got into, um, ultimately. But, yeah.
0: So, so do you remember what it was like before you got into them? When, when the chick put you on or
2: tried to put you on
0: or whatever, do you remember what that was that you were like, yeah.
2: Um, I think it was, I think it was something off white, you know, like white pony or, or like maybe self-titled or something. And which is funny because, and white pony, like, I mean, that's another thing too, which I think, I mean, my, when it was, people try and rank them and try like rank record, yeah try and talk about it it's like i can't tell you because i don't like it depends on depend they have a perfect discography up to koinoyokin um but i can't like it's like some days i'll want to listen to adrenaline some days i want to listen to white pony Some day, whatever but i also think like because they're like this is how my brain thinks with like my favorite bands it's like white pony very rarely would be my number one record but digital bath is one of my favorite songs ever written and certain other things in there but like that's why it's like ranking and like hearing all that kind of stuff and i'm kind of drifting from the original question but yeah so it was earlier stuff but like white pony i mean because there's there's like i wouldn't say definitely wouldn't say stinkers but there's like some I don't know, <laughs> like, if like someone were to play like rx queen for somebody first i don't know if that's like you know what i'm saying like yeah 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 not something that like i would show somebody because it's like kind of a weirder track you know what i mean i don't know and it also depends on show- like n- being older sh- like depending on who i'm showing it to and what i know they like like some people i would show adrenaline some people I would show saturn risk because Risk is like outside of like those two three heavy tracks it's like super moody which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why that's honestly a top record most of the time
0: but you were really initially drawn in by thick, fat, heavy riffs and and that groove. Do you play other instruments? Do you play like drums or something? Or is that just you know, the I, inclination, I, like hardcore and rhythmic sort of the groove sort of sound?
2: Yeah, I always play guitar growing up and stuff like that. I mean, I play, like I, I could play other things, but I just don't really, you know what I mean? I like I just kind of focus on that. But yeah, it's like the guitar, the guitar is what I hear first and then i mean drum i mean i don't play drums but like i like know i could learn drums fast if that makes sense so like the like like the first things i hear about things are groove and like time and like kind of how to do that kind of shit because um i grew up in a musical family and stuff and growing up it's like classic rock and other certain things like hearing like a lot of like r&b and stuff like you know that kind of like swing you know kind of i'm saying that's what they sound like but a groove, kind of like a like a pocket. Like I mean, Abe, Abe Cunningham. Abe Cunningham is like my favorite. Probably, well, I don't know. That's that's another thing I can't pick. But it's like you know, like pocket is like so crucial to me. Like yeah, pocket drumming is so crucial to me, and like that's just like the tip of it. You know what I mean?
0: Masterful. Like yeah, I, totally. I, I, there's nothing about Abe Cunningham that isn't groovy and like swinging. Just kind of like swinging. That's just how he. So um, that was. So 2010ish, um, you you had probably hadn't started Jesus Piece then, right? Because you guys didn't even drop like a, a split until fif- 2015. 15, yeah. Yeah. I was so uh, were you were you playing in bands and stuff at that time, or were you just sort of yeah, was, still I was learning to play. I
2: or? Some like local bands and stuff, um, like super small shit. Like was it hardcore? Uh no, it was more like metalcore, deathcore shit. Um, actually seven string stuff um and it's funny i like it's definitely wasn't inspired by deftones stuff just because at that point like I mean, we don't even because it's you know this is a deftones podcast we don't get any of my shit but it's like you know it's a uh,
0: no this is about you too dog
2: well, but it's like uh <laughs> that point in my life 2008 to like 2012 i lived in an area and like i didn't really know anybody that was into the kind of shit i was into specifically so i kind of just like was in it. And I don't get me wrong, I didn't hate it, obviously. I don't, if I hated it, I wouldn't have fucking done it. But like, I was just like really into like, you know, like that the death chord, like super heavy, like as whatever. So seven, I had a Stephen Carpenter seven string for a minute, you know, that kind of shit. Um, but it was never like influenced by Deftones because at that point, like even with that, I guess a few people liked it, but not enough where, you know, you couldn't like rip it well like you know modern bands do which they all honestly fail at nine times what do you
0: mean by that like just by like knocking off or biting their,
2: their yeah self. like biting their shit like no one like you know what i mean at that point i feel like no one was biting deft tones as like a style whereas at work now it's like i feel like that's like a th- it's like a chino vocal like how the mm. vocal out would be like a thing people like when you go into records like we want to have like a this kind of vibe you know what i mean so
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's
2: literally a working title Well, it's not anymore, but there was a working title for our new record. One of the songs was called Deftones. So there's nothing, there's no singing in it, but like there's a, there's a, the first part we came up with was like, sounded like what a Deftones part would be. So
0: are you keeping that? Is that a song that you're going to.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's one of my favorite songs on the record. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, you'll, you'll probably know what, what it is, but it's not like we didn't rip it like on purpose. It was more so just like a, this sounds like what something they would write. Which is, that's kind of how we are in general, though. Like, for Jesus' piece, it's, like, as far as influences go, we don't, like, if it's, we specifically try not to rip anything, unless there's a, there are parts that we, like, very blatantly rip. But, like, <laughs> overall, we don't, it's it's always, like, a this is something that would sound like it, but not, like, you know how bands will just take a riff and, like, change, like, a one note or one part and be, like, whatever. I, I don't like doing that. So, outside of, like, you know very specific parts like that we did not only self but for the new stuff yeah it's it's pretty similar to but that's the working title so but but yeah i started that like early shit like when i was getting into it um for that four or five year period um you know i didn't even play i didn't even play in a band f- for like three or four years after that just because there was no one really like worth playing with and i wasn't really into it. i had nothing i had nothing to you know whatever um but you know growing up teenager in a young 20s i it's you know outside of like the oh this is cool or whatever it was never like a thing that anyone tried to do
0: you mentioned it so i gotta ask can you tell me anything about the new jp record like what's going on with it what's up with it uh, this, I, this conversation will probably come out in the next april or may probably so
2: yeah, yeah no i mean there's nothing by that time it's gonna probably be the same thing it, the record's done it's just like i mean we're we're doing the fine details now but for all intents and purposes it's done um you stoked on it yeah i mean it's amazing but like i also know you know we'll see we'll see it sounds really great i love it obviously but um it's definitely a little it's not it doesn't it's not it's not only self it's not old shit it's it's i wouldn't even you know the classic Like it's more mature i wouldn't even call it more mature it's honestly it's honestly dumber so like but in a good way
0: we went backwards while moving forwards.
2: Yeah, <laughs> because we took a step back, and because it only set when we were writing it. Um, I mean, actually, you know, I, I will here. I, I will say because speaking of what I just said about taking parts, uh, the end of our the first track off of our last record, "Only Self," into the second track, and that's why it's actually kind of sick. That I'm trying it this way in Rats, 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 And then there's the, mm, and then, dun, dun. the Tom part. Yeah. Look, end of our first track into the second track of our last record. That is exactly what I planned on doing. I taking, taking that vibe and doing that, which I did. If That's you, super if, dope. If, if you listen back at
0: it. Oh, I'm totally going to go listen back to it. Yeah. As soon as we get out, I'm totally going to go listen to that. That's what's up. But,
2: but, um, but yeah, I've, uh, record, yeah, record's done. It's awesome. Um, you know, we wanted it to be more accessible as, as dumb as that sound, you know what I mean? It's just cause it's like our last record. I still like it, but we kind of at that point, I don't know, just like you talk to any other band, I guess. And they, you know, you talk like a, the time of your life that you, when you're writing a record is important to how the record turns out. And, in 2017 when we were writing Only Self it was like we want to be musicians we gotta like we want to make this really like a very dense thing because at that point people were like oh they sound like you know the I don't even want to name name names but it's like they thought we were just kind of like a chuggy you know we're just gonna fucking do this and we're like no we're we're real deal and we did that record's awesome I don't have anything against it but it's like that's a time and place for that and then this one which i probably feel the same way about in four years but it's it's like it's we were like we want to be insane but and more breakdowns and more like crowd participation and kind of you know like make it a thing like that but still keeping obviously the essence of what we like and do and shit. so you'll see i I mean and you know it's tough to describe without it being you know going into super too much detail until sure
0: you know but it is it does raise some interesting questions for me things that i've always really wanted to know about Deftones and their songwriting because um, the way they sort of make it sound is like, oh, we get in a room and we play and then we pick the parts that we like and we put it together and that's the album. You know what I mean? Like it sort of just happens. And, and while I'm sure some of that is true, there is way too much intention over like all of their records, especially since Pony um, that that they feel like they are really thinking about like the way the album, like, isn't as an album, let's craft this thing from front to back. Let's, let's create this entire piece. Do you get that sense as well? Do you feel like they're as intentional as I think they are or that they're, you know, going in there and making songs and then, Oh, a riff happened. Let's, let's do that.
2: Well, so that's like an interesting question. Cause it's like, like, so, I don't know. Is that something that like Stefan or Chino or them have said before, because that would make sense to me, because for us as someone, we have the same approach. I hate writing on a computer. I suck at it. I hate writing by myself. I suck at it. I need a drummer um, to write anything. And the way that our last record was written, the way that everything before that was written, the way that this one was written was We go to a place and we sit there for a few hours a day and we just like jam out. Um, Obviously you bring certain things here and there, but ultimately you jam it out, you figure it out, and then you have a skeleton of one thing, then you move on and then you come back to that skeleton or whatever, and it takes, you know, whatever. Now they're a bigger band and I would assume it's like, they, they, you know, their families and they're older. So I feel like a lot of bands in that realm, like they'll like take a month or two and do it every day, like an eight hour job kind of thing um which is different than for us because it's obviously a job you you can't just do that but um for that it's like going in and and that makes total sense now and like listening back but moving forward it's like this our record now was the first time we've ever like we booked a month we went in we like broke down the songs we like picked them apart rewrote them kind of you know not rewrite but you know really fine tune it and then you pre-pro them and then you listen back. And then you start actually, you know, there's a bunch of steps. So it's like if like as I'm going off of what you kind of just told me, if that's how what they say, it's like the attentional, it's like there's a perfect a, a synthesis of like writing the raw shit that you fuck with and then going into a studio and like picking it apart with like a fifth or sixth ear to like, you know what I miss, you know what I'm saying? That's like, I could totally hear that for like some of these records diamond eyes. I don't know, because what's, I mean, there's, well, there's Eyes," And then what's the, I'm totally forget what's the name of the unreleased record, the Chi record that's unreleased Eros. Eros. Like I feel like diamond eyes and "Eros" was kind of like maybe a little more I don't know, fuck it. Whatever, however you want to describe it. Cause it's like, that sounds super. It's, it's, I mean, diamond eyes sounds good, but to me, it's a very raw, like the, 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 the structure and the way the record flow it's a very raw mm-hmm. thing but like koi like koi no Jokin for sure you know that's a record that seems very intentional there's certain things going on like like i don't know but it's like uh is it rose uh, uh, the tap like that whatever it is it's rosemary maybe but um like hearing that it's like i could totally hear like noodling around with that riff and then in a room and then being like oh what if we did this because i know all of them play guitar and stuff like that so yeah i mean that's like i feel like that's almost with the exceptions especially for older bands not that not us but like for deftones era maybe 90s or early 2000s bands it's like the getting into the room and just doing it and then going in and whatever to me as far as i know is like this is very like that is a very like common way to do it Um, some bands but some bands pulled off where it sounds like it's just a soup it's just like a you know it is what it is but with them it's like I hear it and like I mean I don't know like you would probably know better than I would I know like self-titled that era they were all kind of they didn't like each other you know what i mean and and saturday and saturday night risk after that too i'm assuming i think they also yeah that
0: was i think when they were furthest apart i think the beginning was of the dark times or whatever was the self-titled and then yeah the fit hit the shan at saturday night risk yeah
2: yeah so it's like you know but you can hear kind of the difference of like you know pony which was 2000 2000, or 99 i forget anyways pony yeah, two thousand pony to to self-titled, but th- that three-year difference—you so can hear how that could that changes. You know what I mean? What do you mean by that? Well, just just for the, the like, I mean, pony just sounds super. Like it sounds like a record that was written together, and self-titled to me doesn't sound like that. It's still awesome, but I think it's you can tell there's like a like they, they, there's a shift in like kind of the riffs being written. And like I said, I don't know them personally. I don't like I have watched you know some interviews and stuff, but ultimately like I know the general vibe and that's what I get. I could, yeah. but songwriting, you know, it's, but it's all different. It's so different. It's so different to everybody else. Cause it's like, you hear certain bands and you talk about it and you know um, you know, I have plenty of friends who like tell me that, yeah, I just kind of wrote the record on my own and then we just did it. And I was like, Oh, well, <laughs> good for you, I guess I, like, I can't do that. But you know, it's like, but it'll come out that way. And I wouldn't know how it would sound otherwise so you know if you if you have insight about no
0: no that's part of what this podcast is all about is sort of exploring what that is because they don't they're super um i mean there have been moments of course through their history where they like divulge things and reveal things but nine out of ten things about the band they have behind closed doors and i think that that too is intentional in terms of um keeping the mystery alive and that sort of thing, you know, allowing people to experience the music in their own way. And and that sort of stuff has been addressed before, but um, it's, it's interesting to me to get a a songwriter's perspective, somebody, a musician's perspective um, on that experience, because um, yeah, that's, that's the insight that I, I sort of get off on, especially is like how these songs are crafted and then the lives that they take as they evolve like live because as you know the music changes when you're playing it and as you play it and as you play it, and as, you play it and as you play it so um those sorts of things are really interesting to me
2: yeah you know but I mean? and that's it's sick but like i wish i honestly wish i had like i wish i would have watched a bunch of interviews before this pod or just in, well i should just be doing it in general but because it's so tough to like you know i don't want to project how i do things onto how they would do things or i don't want to just get you know, the best way to know is just by, t- but it's like, you know, I've, I have watched like gear rundowns with, with Stephen Carpenter. And he's like, yeah, I just think it looks cool. You know what I mean? So I don't know. <laughs> I you know,
1: know exactly. That's what I'm saying.
2: It totally could just be, it doesn't matter. Like they just kind of do it, do it, which I can, cause I, I mean, you know, just smoke a shit ton of weed and just go, I think sounds cool. you know what I mean? I just think that's sound- worked
0: plenty of times throughout music history. Like there's yeah. and, lots yeah, of evidence
2: and clearly for their history. Cause I mean, like I said, they have, yeah. you know, multiple records that, are better than anything ever so it's like you know but it's like a but like how you like digital bath i have no idea how they wrote it i have no idea what the process was because it's like i've like tried to like i've tried to not totally rip it but i've tried to like listen to it and be like think about the structure you know it's like intro a intro b a b you know what i mean because that's you know how you know i think about it in letters like most people but like you know and it's like so it's like the yeah, there's but it works and like the vocal melodies and stuff but then again it's also like if, if you um if you study it too hard then you could you lose the you know what i mean just like how when you study for a test too hard then you like it's just like letters and numbers it's like I, I try to not go too deep into that because then it's like I i i don't then i don't hear i don't hear a song anymore i just hear like a a note mm. a heart or a jump hit. You know what
0: I mean? Totally. Yeah. You lose the 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 feel of it, the emotion yeah. of it. Do you think that's something that's lost in in the way people write and record songs like you were talking about earlier, like from you know, people are able to do it in, from their computer or whatever instead of getting in a room?
2: No, because there's a few bands, a few specific I mean, in hardcore. I can't speak on sure, but in hardcore, there's a few bands, a few bands that are my favorite, favorite right now that I know for a fact are written essentially to as one person to a computer and does it. And then, you know, they'll do jam, but for the most part it's written totally. And it's like the shit, but that's like, I think it's a, it's a, you gotta be good at it. It's a certain style. You know what I mean? Like less, you know, you're not jamming as much and shit like that. It's yeah. also a distance thing. I mean, the bands that can't, you know, jam as much. Uh, and
0: let's face it, like, Kids are better at computers and shit now than they were in 1989 or whenever they yeah, were kids.
2: Exactly. And it's like, I mean, I'm just getting okay at programming drums to like get very basic ideas onto my shit, but I can't. Somebody, I mean, the. We demoed our record with somebody and they programmed the drums to it, like whatever. And it's like, I don't know how you did that because it's like. <laughs> um but yeah i mean people that can do that shit are are i'm jealous of it i always say i'm jealous of it i mean plenty plenty of guys i know do that shit but um but i mean it it seems seems like
0: like it'd make you super independent and like
2: yeah which which i don't also don't love because i'm also Mm -hmm. i struggle with like not sending out something i make in the second i make it to be like what do you think of this so i can like think about it another way to people i trust or whatever um so like I always love collaboration, regardless if it's a band or not a band or whatever. But right. but it's fun, but I don't know if it's the same thing. If you ever there's a documentary, a little mini doc or something about I think it's Ozfest or it's a yeah, I think it's Ozfest, but Lincoln, it's the first one maybe. And it was Lincoln Park was on it. It was the one with with no warning was on it too. But Lincoln Park was on it, and there's a really cool moment where they're on a bus that you know, Lincoln Park has a bus and the back of it. Is a studio like they have a computer? If you look at the video, it's like you know, like a like a a big ass screen with like a tower, and it's like a they have like a studio in the back of their bus so they can write music. And at that point, you know, Meteora and and all that kind of stuff. It's like they had the electronic like the like the weird synths and stuff. it
0: sounded like it was from the future for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's like they had that thing going on, and I thought that was really cool. So clearly, it's it's oh, the second the computer can people learn how to make music from a computer, it's you know being implemented. To guitar stuff, it's just like now you can like make a whole song with yeah. everything. which
0: is wild. It's super wild, yeah. And it does seem I don't know. I'm 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 always curious about that question um, about the feel and that sort of thing because you know, like you're talking about collaboration, like that's that's such a I don't know. It seems like a, a fundamental part of a necessary part of uh, making music. Something you said earlier uh, too uh, about um, something like the music up to Koi. Was yep. the, so was like the shit or something. I don't remember exactly how you said it. So I don't want to requote you. They have,
2: they have a perfect discography, up.
0: perfect to discography up to Koi. What yeah. do you, what, what happens is after Koi gore is just gore, gore blows. I don't know. What do you, what do you gore, say?
2: Gore and Ohm are fine. But I just, that to me, they don't feel good. It's just like, it's, they just don't feel good. And like, I, I have nothing against them. I'll be honest with you. Actually, I don't, I haven't listened to either one, probably more than twice because I don't like the way gore sounds like mm-hmm. the way it's recorded and oh I don't know dude it's just super underwhelming but it's like but it's not it's still good but it's like I don't I have there's seven other records or what they have five seven other records that I can listen to that I, I get what I need but the, but I love the even though it's technically not new um the remix the white pony remixes and stuff those oh, are yeah fucking, those are fucking awesome so like there's more stuff i can listen to because yeah i mean i like i love half the artists who did them and stuff like that but i mean some of those remixes are fucking awesome so i agree i think so
0: too and i feel like a lot of people were expecting the songs to sound more like the songs instead of the artist's interpretations of the songs do you feel me
2: i mean that's but that's like there's like a difference between like a, a listener who's like mad like well the easiest way I can say is like mad guitar music about it it's like the guitar they don't get they don't yeah. like you know computer like electronic music I love like electronic music I do listen to electronic music more than I listen to guitar music now but like you know like the square pusher track and like even, I mean Purity Ring that's I mean there's like a lot of bands on there that are normal bands but uh the Shinoda remix is fucking awesome and I don't even love Linkin Park like that but like Purity Ring that one um there's one that is like so good. It kind of has like a I don't know the artist. Um, I'll look it up while we're talking. But like, right. yeah, like it's so good and because it's kind of like a um, like a garage beat, like t-tap, 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 and whatever on it. And I'm like that's I'm trying to think about it. Fucking awesome. Um, Taurus, the to- the Change Remix. I think, yeah, dude. Yes. um <sighs> yeah dude it's like kind of like a modern garagey sound know, like garage music is like a type of of dance of dance music whatever but like the like the the shuffle that like, i'm a sucker like garage i love drumming bass and jungle and stuff so any type of like real like kind of shuffly breaky you know whatever it's so good but like the, the idea of how putting that into like having a deftones melody like that's like a perfect synthesis of the shit i love so it's like why would i not love that but i get why you know some fucking dickhead who like loves <laughs> the old shit they're like wasn't like this is fucking wack but yeah. I also but my i don't like my clicks aren't like that so i don't even i didn't even know if people disliked i couldn't imagine yeah
0: yeah well again i'm i'm the i'm the nerd but i think between the two of us who's like doing that research and and you know what i mean like what what is it what is it, what do the comments say what are people saying about this one but and to that point like what you're saying about gore and the sound quality on gore is also actually pretty consistent with the fan base mm-hmm. um so uh
2: yeah because i remember reading or or you know like i said i don't go too deep into it didn't they record it? Did, did, maybe, you know, did, was there a, a situation that they did that differently in, I think? Maybe.
0: Well, my understanding is that, um, uh, well, when it came out, Stefan sort of said some something kind of sideways about it. So then they spent a lot of time backpedaling and being like, well, it wasn't that he didn't, uh, he wasn't a part of the album, but, you know, we wanted to get him in more. And so that's the album that sort of like, uh stefan didn't have as heavy a hand in and it was mainly written by chino and and sergio that's that's my understanding but at the same time within the past couple of years i've learned that um stefan did in fact write like he wrote phantom bride like he wrote and uh, like tracks on there mm-hmm. um obviously he didn't write the guitar solo um you know that's that's jerry cantrell but that's the, there are other parts of there where it's clearly that's Stephen Carpenter doing Stephen Carpenter. Um, But the, to the sonic quality of it, like that sound, what do you think they were doing? What was, what were they?
2: I honestly, I would have to like re-listen to it and really like, that's like a, I wish I, I wish I did my fucking research, but like, but yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I listened to it like a few times. Yeah. I I guess, I mean,
0: you've only listened to it a couple of
2: times. Like, yeah. Like, it sounds like everything is super. It sounds like it's recorded in a big room, and it's not. It's not like tight. And don't get me wrong. I mean, they could sound raw, but like the, it's like oh, just, all this kind of stuff. Like sorry, I'm playing this shit over the. No, song. you're good. But like, yeah, Phantom Braces I'll get Phantom the
0: rights for all this shit. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, dude, it, it, does, it doesn't sound good. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I mean, sure. I could probably pick, you know, if I listen to it again and pick some part. But like, I, I, let me take that back. It doesn't sound right. Mm. It sounds good. Obviously, it sounds good. But like, it doesn't sound right for them. And knowing, I don't know. It's weird because like I said, like, I mean, Diamond Eye sounds like pristine. Koi does too. But then, you know, like, I would say like, I guess before it's like I don't know. It's Saturday Night Wrist sounds kind of raw, sort of self-titled, but it's also pre. I don't know if they recorded digitally or not, or. Anyway.
0: Oh, I think they. I think a lot of that stuff was done via email or something, in Saturday yeah. Night Wrist, or at least I know they were doing a lot of it separately. So maybe yeah. not. They they might have been recording and then sending each other stuff, but.
2: But yeah, to me, it's just a real, real reverby, real kind of like. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, like bands can experiment all they want and i like, think sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and like i said but like, that is
0: a decision that you make right oh, like in order to achieve like we're gonna we're, we
2: like this quality of sound you wouldn't put it out if you didn't like it you know what i'm saying so clearly they they heard something in it that they liked and sometimes also those things those types of decisions like they grow so it's like a record comes out. It sounded like you know people didn't like it, but then ten years later, they're like they come back to it. And it's like okay, this now it makes sense. You know what I mean? Whether sort of like
0: they, Saturday Night Wrist.
2: I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, like I didn't, I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't really into them at the time. Yeah, not I, that time. Yeah. But it's like you know, hearing it, it's like I could understand why. Going from the the, the transition, you know, self self from pointed to self title to Saturday Night Wrist, how a fan could feel alienated. But sonically speaking, with that one. I, 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 when it came out, I didn't fuck with it. Like musically or sorry, sonically, musically, it was like fine. You know what I mean? Cause it's another thing too. Another like thing I look for in music for certain, for most things, which is like the catchiness is like, I guess the easiest term, but it's like nothing on that record. Like none of the songs like captured me, you know, Mm -hmm. there's no, there was no, like, there's no track. If, If at least the record i didn't love that it wasn't like a, like a track you know what i mean and i think like what the big the big single was prayers triangles mm-hmm. you know, like it's fine you know
0: but yeah, it's not it's not a hooky no. album at all
2: yeah and sometimes um, that's okay and sometimes it's okay but i got like for them i need a little bit of that i'll just, just a little bit you know what i mean yeah. and, uh you know like every tr- every track on koin Yoken, there's like fucking sick hook whether it's vocal or guitar wise same with diamond eyes i mean there's even with diamond eyes it's sick because it's like you can listen to the first half of the record the first like five songs six songs that's the heavy side for then the second side is like with like 978 evil and beauty school that's when they get kind of vibey you know what i mean so it's like they had and even with that it's like you can tell they also picked the track listing i'm sorry i, I assume but it's like with Pre- like or with gora and with ohm Oh my, let's do even less, honestly, because. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it's it's plural. It's ohms.
2: Oh, ohms. Sorry, my fault.
0: <laughs> I'm just by like, it is, but I'm just like. <laughs> but uh, you know. Yeah. Just, I
2: don't. Know. It's,
0: that's that's I totally get that and respect that, and I think that that um speaks to some, I think uh, part of the the voice of the fan base. I, I don't know um i i just i i loved it but I'm, again i'm kind of biased I, I really love all of them but i i did think i thought ohms was their best i thought it was it's super like it surpassed the rest of the catalog to me like the three tentpole albums are white pony diamond eyes and ohms at this point i think ohms is that good i think it's a i think it's a dance record disguised as a metal record and um and
2: to me yeah yeah i know and and i'm i'm I've been would, entertaining I'll, I'll, this I gotta re-listen to it I gotta re-listen to it Since you said that Cause a shot never, I've never met somebody Who have said that And like Cause like 10 records I mean Mine is Mine is around the fur My, Mine would be around the fur Diamond Eyes Damn I can't The third one I don't even know Because it's like I wanna say I wanna say White Pony But like I was telling you before Like that whole record's amazing from, from front to back, but it's like, it's like Digital Bath is one of the best songs i ever read. Pink Maggot is one of my favorite songs. And there's a few tracks within it, but like, I don't know if I could, if I, if like you're like a desert island thing, if White Pony would be there. Cause it's like, Saturday Night Wrist might be my third one because like, that's like, from front like beware cherry waves rats like there's so many songs on that whereas like there's four four tracks that transcend greatness on white whereas like with saturday it's like the from that's it feels like a record to me you know wow.
0: that's a really interesting take i'm always really fascinated by people who love 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 saturday night wrist um like, I want to study you and I want to figure out, like, I want to open up your brain and figure out like, okay, what am, what is the thing that I am not possessing? And I think it is experience. I think it's because I remember being so like burnt up about what, what is happening with my favorite band? Are they going to, are they, are they going to make it? Is there going to be an album? You know, you what just, is this? What is
2: you this? Said, you just said Eyes is what 10 records for you. Yeah. Think, about, think about what I said before when it's like the last half of that record is like the vibe side like, sure. you know all that stuff think about that but think about that in a term of every track of saturday night wrist it, m- minus like
0: me and from with surge that's yeah. the only one that just for me yeah. and that to me poops and, that and album
2: mean it's also mean okay here's another hot take that i feel like everyone everyone always gets pissed off i fucking hate tool i passenger is an amazing track his vocals fucking ruin it for me, and I hate it for it. I hate, I really, I, I want, I want that track without him on it, and it'll be a perfect track. Mean, or Mine, or whatever, System Down, one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah. His vocals on that, fucking smoke. Word. James, Maynard, James, whatever his fucking name is. I. It's smoke, it and it's amazing. But yeah, that's another thing too. Whew, that shit is I'm so good. But yeah, Passenger, that's, not, that's another White Pony thing that like, kind of makes it not a, a, a staple, which is that track is ruined by his voice to me. Damn, I that's love.
0: really interesting, dude. That, that is a hot take. I don't know that anybody has ever said that before. And I'm not a giant tool, I'm not really a even a medium-sized tool yeah. fan. Like they're, they're cool. And I think the song, especially as Chino has learned to really master that song in its entirety live, like doing both of those parts, is better as just I mean, you know, without- saying,
2: I'm sure other there's our there are so many other people that could sing that part so much cooler but like like I said there are tool fans that are obsessive tool fans and like you know whatever I and I am like I said, I'm said, i being a little bit of I'm I want to I want to say I'm exaggerating but I'm really not like I really hate it like like, the, like <laughs> the 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 way his like vocal fry and his rasp comes out and stuff it ruins it for me but it's like one of the best like musically it's like one of the best songs it's, it's so fucking good and actually that's a, that's like a bummer i hate even thinking about it because it's like because it's like it should it should be awesome but it's not it really isn't
0: that's is uh, that is the fucking coolest shit ever um i know you gotta uh get moving pretty soon um so i'm going to uh uh wrap us up with uh the question that i end all of these podcasts with and that is a request for. Uh, three recommendations although we can freestyle it, if you got two that's that's dope and that's uh for anything this is based on uh something that chino said on a podcast once that he only tweets out um links to songs that he likes on youtube because he thinks that's the coolest shit that people could get from him on on uh social media so in that spirit put me on to three things i know it's a bit loaded and, and it's definitely put you on the spot but um winging it and it doesn't have to necessarily be music either it can it's not limited to anything if there's an, uh, a book you like a movie you like or not media if it's uh, i don't know a motorcycle or a car or i don't know whatever whatever um three things that you think people should check
2: out all right well one i want to say that i follow you know on twitter and that is that is the coolest thing you can do and i wish i had the mental fortitude to do that but your
0: shit is hard though too because you are doctoring your photos all the time you are doing yeah, the face I mean, apps I, or whatever that shit goes I
2: like being silly and like i like you know talking like my twitter is i actually recently just kind of i recently logged out of it and i like only i don't like i only post and and exit out now but um That's i funny. like shit posting or whatever you want to say i don't know like I, I just i like being funny on the internet i guess but anyways um Three things. Okay. So, I mean, it is a loaded question and I didn't like, I would have, that's definitely like a, th- a think question, but I mean, just cause I listened to it yesterday. Wh- I, when I, when I can't think of something that I want to listen to and there's like a, there's, there's a few of them, but because I listened to it yesterday, I'll recommend um, the, the album Drugs by Aphex Twin from front to back because, because it's just I don't know. It's a perfect record. There is so much you can get from it to understand electronic music as a whole. In my opinion, it has ambience. It has breaky. It has a lot of you know. It's a, it's a it's a classic perfect record. But I think if you, I don't want to. It's weird. I don't want to say to get into electronic music, but that's like that's like a Mount Rushmore record for me for sure. Awesome. Um, I would recommend. Um yeah, I don't know. Play a, Yeah, I'll just fuck it. I'll do this right now. Les Pauls. Play a Les Paul.
0: Hell yeah. Don't
2: be whack. Play a Les Paul.
0: Don't be whack. Play a Les Paul. Don't be whack. Maybe
2: don't, the- a, don't don't play. Don't play it. And it's funny because Stephen Carpenter has one. Don't play a telecaster if you're playing heavy music.
0: Don't wh- wait, why? Because it
2: looks stupid. <laughs> if anything it just looks stupid it doesn't sound good either but it specifically looks stupid
0: oh that kicks ass i really wish we would have um uh budgeted a little more time to talk about guitar playing and stuff like that because it would be really cool to get you to uh to hear your your breakdown of, of i i mean i know that stephen carpenter well he says he plays the same three riffs in just different places on the guitar or something like that. that's, that's oh really i mean there's
2: like the the classic like I mean, like I said I I mean I'm not super in a rush or anything but like it's uh I mean the 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 quintessential the quintessential I mean, I mean that's literally like digital bath is just just those two chords forever but yeah I mean it's he's kind of right but there's more to it uh, but yeah
0: but it's pretty interesting to me how how people who claim to be so um who are not great players uh so to speak can still somehow manage to put together a 10 album catalog you know mm-hmm. what i mean like
2: i think that's i'm not him but that's how i am I don't, I don't i can't shred i don't like i focus to i care way more about songwriting and way more about feeling and like you know like I said if there's more you know I'll I'll come back on and talk more about it if you ever want me to but like for songwriting specifically I my whole mantra is I would rather I want to paint a picture with a song not like put a bunch of like not put a bunch of riffs together and make it cool like there's types there's genres to do that with but like you know for me it's like I'd much rather have like a like a like a vibe an energy than like a one cool riff that I can shred over you know
0: and I think that's um, maybe the most insightful sort of um, like if I'm making that if I'm if I'm extrapolating that onto Stefan Carpenter's songwriting, like that might be more insightful than 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 a lot of other I don't know guesses that I could have had at it. You know? What yeah. I mean, so. I,
2: mean I, I, like I said you you know more than me as far as that goes, but I mean that's that's just like what's important to me. And I'm sure you know. It's important to him considering thinking about how he plays guitar. It's like he knows what he likes and he makes it good, you know? He thinks
1: Maynard ruined passenger. I think that's just super fun. I also love that he enjoyed the Black Stallion remixes. I really feel like we we need to keep talking about how great they are and how special that release is. It was also really fun to entertain what Deftone's songwriting process is like through the lens of Jesus piece. I really appreciate anything that makes me feel closer to understanding how all my favorite songs got written, like what he said about gore and how some choices grow. I found that really insightful. So thank you, Dave. I appreciate you hanging out with me. I'm super excited to hear the new music from Jesus Peace, and I really appreciate your contribution to this podcast. Next week, you'll hear my conversation with Justine Jones from Employed to Serve. At the beginning of the pandemic, she performed Elite for the Slay at Home Festival. So if you haven't seen that, check it out before the episode drops. My name is Woody. You can find me at Woodbra on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on Facebook, but don't add me. Facebook sucks. I don't want to be on it. Thank you for listening to Tones, and thanks for listening to Change in the House of Pods.